ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Monday, August 23rd. Back on the air. Glad to be here with you. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw Hard Seltzer. It is made pure. Our text line is open this hour. We are firing up the text machine at 304-523-2275. That is 304-523-2275 to start your text getting into the program as well. It's been a while. First of all, we've been off the air for a little while. We had a lightning strike that uh, did some damage, wrecked a few things. So we have slowly gotten ourselves back on the air and slowly but surely are getting ourselves back into where uh, we can just do this on a daily basis. And it, um, it starts today. We're here today, by the way, at the Union Pub and Grill. First time we've been back here since last year. It's been a long time since we've been here at the Union Pub and Grill. And, of course, nothing has changed. It's still the great place you know and love. $1.50 bottles. Inflation has not hit the place. $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. You know that every Monday here at the Union Pub and Grill. Herb's smiling face is here today. He is here. Everything is you know, I don't think you've changed a thing since I've been here. Nothing's changed. No wall displays have changed. Nothing. Nothing has changed. So, okay, so oh, there's some. Okay, I'm going to have to find a new addition. He's yelling at me at the bar. What do you got for me? Okay, Dan, you got, you got something from uh, artifacts from the dance team. Okay. Uh, anything from the national championship? Okay, he's working on Chris Grassian, something from the national championship. Okay, so he. Okay, so you've got softball jersey. See, there's new things here all the time at the Union Pub and Grill. You miss that. Me and Herb just yelling back and forth here, him unmiked, but that's okay. We are here, going to be doing this for the foreseeable future. And, of course, this is a great place to come and watch all your Thundering Herd athletics. If you can't be at a game, Herb will get it on the TV for you. That means soccer. That means softball. That means football. Everything you can possibly imagine if you want to follow the Thundering Herd. You can't be there. Well, the next best place to be, it's here at the Union Pub and Grill. So, we're here. I'm excited to be here. We've got coming up on the program today, we're going to hear a little bit from Coach Huff. Had a chance to catch up with him on Saturday. And uh, he's doing things a little bit different than Doc did. And Saturdays is my opportunity to sit down and, and talk to him. Well, let me rephrase that. You don't sit down with Coach Huff. You might sit down. He's standing. And so scrimmage Saturday, he had some things to say, so we're going to get into that, what his impressions are. And I know you're kind of dying for some really juicy information. What What's the team going to look like? What's Coach have to say? What's the game plan for Navy? We've got some of that. Not all of it. Not maybe in the specifics you want, but we have got that. And, of course, we're going to have that for you coming up here starting with the next segment yesterday Marshall women's soccer in action taking on Kentucky did not go well I was watching that and I was really thinking that Marshall might have a chance here if if Marshall could hold this game because it was pretty defensive back and forth but the second half it just it just did not go the Thundering Hurts way and UK's Jordan Rhodes scored all three of the goals in the second half 
for Kentucky. And Marshall walks away with the loss. The Thundering Herd, the ladies, are going to play Ohio on the road this Thursday. Now, the men are going to be in action as well. And ahead of the men this week, good news. When you're the top-ranked team in the country, when you're the reigning, defending national championship holder, that means you're the best. You get picked as the Conference USA preseason favorite. The league has put the target on Marshall's back. And it was unanimous. So everyone voted for the Thundering Herd to be the unanimous team to win it all again in Conference USA. So that comes out today. I'm sure Chris Grassy has got to be excited, but to borrow a phrase from the head coach of the Thundering Herd, Charles Huff, that's rat poison. He doesn't want to probably hear that. Vitor Diaz, Vitor Diaz, senior forward, named the preseason offensive player of the year. And Nathan DeSantos, your senior center, your center back, preseason defensive player of the year. So more honors coming for the Thundering Herd and the soccer team today. And, of course, you got Conference USA all preseason team, your goalkeeper, your midfielder, and your redshirt junior forward, Milo Yosef, all making the team. So Oliver makes it as a preseason selection. Schneider makes it as uh, a midfielder, and, of course, Yosef makes it as a forward. Charlotte had the next uh, highest tally. Florida, Atlantic, and Kentucky, a couple of players each, Old Dominion and South Carolina on the list as well. Charlotte is going to be the team to challenge. They come in as second in Conference USA in the preseason and the prediction, and, of course, then you have Newcomer, we can't wait to see what they offer, what they bring in to Conference USA. But Coastal Carolina picked fourth in the standings as far as teams that are going to contend for the championship. But it's a unanimous decision here. The Thundering Herd picked to win Conference USA in soccer once again. And that's what you want. You want to see that. You want to see Conference USA do that, have a team like Marshall that can really come in and maybe set the standard high because Charlotte's second, Kentucky's third, and then you got newcomer Coastal Carolina coming in at fourth, and then the Florida schools, FIU and FAU, fifth and sixth in the poll. South Carolina comes in at seventh. Old Dominion's eighth, and UAB might be the pick to win Conference USA in football, but as far as men's soccer, UAB picked ninth. But still, you look at those top four teams, any one of those top four teams can win Conference USA. Marshall, Charlotte, Kentucky, Coastal Carolina, and maybe you get a challenge from FIU, FAU as well. But you look at this league, and it's why Marshall's having success recruiting to this league because the top teams, and you bring in a new team like Coastal Carolina, and then you bring in West Virginia, you're going to have probably one of the strongest soccer conferences in NCAA. And right now Marshall's on top. Marshall on top of the world right now. Top-ranked defending national champion. More honors coming to the Thundering Herd today. Other news, you've been following the story, Greenbrier County, the school board putting it off and finally making the decision today. Jim Justice, already the girls coach, wanted to be the boys coach. He wanted to be the next boys basketball coach at Greenbrier East High School. And this has been decisive or more or less divisive. Yeah, this has been divisive as far as what people in Greenbrier County think. So the vote goes today 3-2. to two. And so Jim Justice suffering defeat. He is not going to be the next boys basketball coach at Greenbrier High School or Greenbrier East. 
And you even had basketball players pleading with the board. And that said something to me. You have players coming in and said, look, we don't want him as our coach. We want someone who's going to put a full-time effort into the job. We come in as players, and we put in a full-time job. We put in everything we have. We want a coach that's going to do the same. Now, the quote today, as some students were there, and John Gabbert, who's a junior, he said, we deserve and want a full-time basketball coach, a coach that comes to all practices, not only games. We want someone who is going to care for us. We want someone who is going to put as much hard work and dedication as we do every day. And he said that this reflected the desires of his teammates, so he's the spokesman for the team. So the governor, of course, will probably have things to say, things he's going to do, because he thinks he's the best candidate. And you got to listen to these kids. If the kids say, look, we don't want him because we want someone who's going to be here full-time. We want a full-time head coach. We don't want someone who's just going to show up for games and coaches. And Justice said he, he relies on his assistant coaches, and that's fine. If it works for the girls' team, you're the current coach there, that's fine. You can't really change that. But do you think the governor of the state of West Virginia has time to be a basketball coach and a governor? Well, some maybe say no, some think yes, but today – the school board, Greenbrier County, said 3-2, to two, not going to happen, not hiring Jim Justice as the next boys basketball coach. Charles Huff, he's a full-time coach. You see him on Twitter all the time. He's your head coach of the Thundering Herd. Had a chance to catch up with him on Saturday. Want to get his impressions on what the scrimmage looked like to him, where the players are. We'll look ahead a little bit to Navy. All of that's coming up when we continue. We're live from the Union Pub and Grill here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Our text line is open at 304-523-2275. That is 304 304- 523-2275. Got a couple of texts in already. Missed the drive. Good to hear you again. Glad to be back. Thanks for that. Also, um, here's a text. Tell Herb I said hi. Okay, I'll tell him. And ask him about the shirt I paid for. No, I'm not doing that. You got to come down here and take care of your business yourself there. Welcome back to the Union Pub and Grill here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. It's where we do the drive every Monday. And, of course, we hope you can join us here every Monday. And Monday, of course, there's another reason why you got to be down here. $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots every Monday here at the Union Pub and Grill. Now, catching up with Coach Huff on Saturday, scrimmage. Had an opportunity to see his team, try to get some more things installed as the game plan here in the next couple weeks will be getting ready for Navy. But as a new coach, not just a new coach, a first-year head coach, first-time head coach. He's got a lot going on trying to get into place before you can actually say you got it where you want it to be. And after the scrimmage on Saturday, he was asked about his impressions of how it went. Thought we got some really good work in today. Um, today was a opportunity for us to see who else could play as far as depth-wise. Um, trying to get our 1As and 1Bs and 2s, a lot of reps, um, just to see how, you know, over time, you know, getting more than one or two plays in a row, sustaining a drive, playing down the distance situations, how they would respond. Um, definitely found out some guys who definitely can do it. 
Um, still got some guys that are that are not there yet. Um, doesn't mean that they can't play. It just means that we got to do a good job of managing when and how much they play. Um, but overall, it was pretty good. Um, obviously, we had the refs here today from Conference USA, which gives us a little bit more of a realistic, um, you know, game feel, penalties, alignments, tempo, getting the ball spotted. Um, a lot we can learn from that as well. Um, but overall, I thought it was a pretty good day. Pretty good day for Coach Huff as uh, trying to figure out what he's got, what has taken, what he's got to work on. And looking at this team, it's going to be up-tempo. It's going to be uh, a lot faster. That's sort of the impression I'm getting from just the glimpses I've seen. Now, when you have a, a new system, when you have a, a new coach, a first-year head coach, you're trying to put everything in place, and you've got some veterans. Veterans have gone through this before. Sometimes veterans have dealt with multiple systems, dealt with multiple coaches, but you've got some veterans in there that will help you. But Coach Huss, he was asked where the young players are in learning just what to do. Yeah, I think where we are with the younger guys is, you know, the, the beginning of the install, install one and two, I think they, they understand pretty good. Um, but when you start moving the pieces around and you get into install seven, eight, nine starts to run together a little bit. So you kind of see when they know what to do, you see their, their, their ability and their skill. Um, when they don't know what to do, they're a little slow. You know, I think some of the receivers have done a really good job. Um, you know, I talked about last week, you know, Caleb Coombs, you know, doing a really good job. EJ Horton um, has done some good things. Shadid has done some good things. You know, some of the younger guys. Um, I think some of the younger O-linemen are, are maximizing their reps um, because they're kind of going with the twos and the threes. Some of the threes are going with the twos. Uh, which is giving them an opportunity to go against some of the older D linemen. Um, so you got to be real particular about your sets. You got to be real particular about your footwork, um, your calls, communication. You know, those are some of the good things. Um, I think some of our young DBs on the back end, you know, are, are making some plays. Um, the the key is going to be consistently who is able to align, assign, execute, um, and that's what we're looking for. I think we got a really good. Um, depth at D-line, you know, some of those younger guys. And when I say younger guys, not necessarily by class, but just guys who haven't played here a lot. Um, some of the newcomers as well, um, especially on the interior interior D-line. That's what I love about Coach Huff. He doesn't give you short answers. That's the one thing I love about him the most. Short answers are not a thing for him. So you kind of got a breakdown of where the younger players are in learning what to do. Now you're trying to figure out who knows what to do. Who's doing it the best? And he was asked the question, how close are you? Just setting that starting lineup. That's something we all want to know. Here's Coach Huff's answer to that. Yeah, uh, we're, we're, we're close, obviously. I mean, you could write, you know, three or four of them in, you know, uh, where they are. Um, doesn't mean that it's set in stone, but, you know, just kind of putting the pieces together. Uh, we're not there yet because we're just finishing up. We got another half a week of, of install to finish up before we flip the switch. Um, so we want to make sure that the things that we are anticipating doing throughout the season match with the ability that we have with our guys. Um, and then once we flip the switch to Navy, it may be an opportunity for guys who are not necessarily, um, you know, certain defensive personnel may play more or less versus Navy. Maybe not a certain offensive personnel may play more or less versus Navy. So probably by the middle of the week, you know, we'll flip the switch and be able to kind of determine. We'll go back, review this film. Um, clean some things up with the guys, final install, um, you know, Monday, and then kind of, you know, start to make the turn Tuesday, Wednesday. He's basically come out and said, look, if a guy doesn't start, doesn't mean anything other than we're going to have the players we need to do the things we need to do against the opponent. So you could see maybe a shakeup. You could see maybe a, a different 
starting lineup every game. Kind of part of the impression I'm getting that you want to have the most capable players there, but if there's something that someone does that you need, you start that player. So I'm getting that feeling a little bit from him. And, of course, I can probably name a couple of guys. I don't know. Uh, Grant Wells, he's probably starting. Another guy probably starting, Xavier Gaines. And Coach Huff just talked about him. He's been a guy who's been around for a while, and he brings a lot to the Thundering Herd. Yeah, I, I think he's done a really good job this camp of really dialing into um, the fine details of the routes, the runs, the protections. Um, before he was just kind of just running plays and his athletic ability was taking over. Um, now he's learning how to, how to move defenders, you know, how to find windows, um, understanding, you know, if it's a two-step route versus a four-step route, where I need to be with the timing of the quarterback, um, understanding the blocking game, you know, leverage and position. Um, obviously, his background is, is quarterback in high school, athlete, so the blocking was new to him last year. I think he's improved greatly, um, you know, with just understanding body position. Um, he's gotten bigger. He's gotten stronger. Um, so I think overall, it's, it's, it goes back to the more reps you can get, the more comfortable you get with doing whatever you're trying to do. Now, one thing that we need to talk about is the offensive line. That's going to be something that you got to make sure you've got everything in place, that you've got every player that you possibly can get on the same page on the same page. And there's some opportunities for players as well because nothing is settled. The offensive line is not set in stone just yet. And so on Saturday, Coach talked about the progression of those young guys and that offensive line. Yeah, I think the, the beauty of it is because we're so deep on the D-line, even when we get into our second and third D-line, versus our second O-line, those guys are still very talented, you know, and we're rotating those guys in. So I think what it's doing is it's forcing the younger guys to grow up fast because where they may have been able to kind of mature slowly because of the guy they're going against, same size, same speed, same knowledge, same amount of time in college, where they're going against a guy that's been here two or three years, faster, stronger, knows the game more. So now it makes them go back and say, okay, I got to have the right steps. I got to have the right footwork. I got to have the right call. I got to have the right hat placement. And over time, it's forcing them to become better players. And then you can go back on film and you can really point out, hey, look, when you take the right footwork and your hat's in the right place, you block the guy. Yeah, you're 20 pounds lighter than him and, you know, uh, 60 credits shorter than him. But when you do the right thing, you block the guy. When you don't, see what happens. And I think these kids these days are a, a, a age or generation of see it. So the more they can see it, the better they learn. He makes a point. If you do the right things, you block the guy. Easy, right? Sounds easy. We'll see what it looks like in reality. Uh, when we continue, we're going to hear his thoughts on the running back position. He's going to talk a little bit about the Navy game. Navy game offers some challenges, right? So we're going to talk about the Navy game with Coach Huff. We're going to hear about his thoughts on how the quarterback and the wide receiver timing looks. We're going to do all of that with you when we continue. We've opened up the text line for you. The text line is real simple. All you have to do is send us a text. You know how to do that. You know how to send a text. The text line, 304-523-2275. That's 304 
2275 to send me a text on our text line this hour. Also, you can join me on Twitter. Do it the old-fashioned way, at Paul Swan. we got more coming up. We're here today at the Union Pub and Grill. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. We're coming to you today live from the Union Pub and Grill. Hey, we're back. College football season's back. We're back here at our old, famous, familiar place, the Union Pub and Grill every Monday. And don't forget, every Monday at the Union Pub and Grill, $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. And, of course, you got me, you got Herb. What else do you want? It's here at the Union Pub and Grill. Coming up later on, we are going to uh, hear from Coach Huff. We've got more of his thoughts on what is happening with the Thundering Herd. And again, just just be prepared. We're not going to get specifics. I, I don't think he's just going to outline it for me. Hey, Coach, what's your game plan against Navy? Uh, we're going to show up and play football. I think that's probably what we're going to get. He might talk about some progression from players and some things he's looking to do with them, but I don't think we're going to get anything that specific as far as how the team is preparing for its opponents. This is going to be completely different where you used to have this open access. So we're kind of limited right now, and what we get, what we do get is an opportunity to co- talk to coach at least once a week and when talking to Coach, some of the things that came up as far as the team was concerned is just getting the running back position settled. And what I mean by that is got to love the fact that you've got running backs that can block. You've got guys that are physical that can go in and block. And Coach Huff, being a running back coach guy, He had an interesting take on this. He's basically saying, look, yeah, that's great and all, but I'm really not drawing up the plays to have the running back just go up and block. Yeah, I I think overall, um, you know, people get excited about, you know, running back blocking. Um, I don't design plays where the running back should be blocking the D-line. Um, I try to keep them blocking linebackers or safeties or, or, or perimeter guys. But I do think what it allows us to do is it allows us to be uh, more creative on offense, you know, because we have backs that are versatile. You know, we can get them out of the backfield. You know, you go empty protection, you release the back out of the backfield, somebody's got to peel or somebody's got to cover. Um, so it forces defenses not to be as aggressive. You know, what you're trying to create on defense is you're trying to create five single blocks and hope somebody wins. Um, a lot of times for our guys, we got, you know, four or five guys who can win single blocks. Whenever you can create, you know, four on five, you got a better chance. So offensively, if we can create some four on fives by forcing the back to get out of there and not adding another guy to the party, um, it gives us a better chance. I do think uh, with our back's versatility, it allows the O-line to not be perfect, but to play with good effort, good fundamentals, good footwork, good leverage, and the backs can kind of make them right versus where – you know, you got a back who doesn't have very good lateral movement or a back who doesn't see the game well. Hole's got to be perfect. Me, you, and, and, and Aunt Susie can run through it. Um, but with our guys, they've got good vision. You know, they've got agility. They can balance body control. They can change directions. So that allows some of the O-linemen, hey, you know what? I did get beat. Let me just cover the guy up. Back makes you right. 
hey, I'm going to tell you right now, Aunt Susie is a heck of a running back. I don't know what Coach is talking about. Aunt Susie can run. So no more talking smack about Aunt Susie. He's got a point. If you've got a running back who's doing everything right, it doesn't have to be perfect as you hit the hole. The hole doesn't have to be perfect, just the opportunity to get through it. And if the running back's doing his job, he can make it work. Now, with all of that said, we got to get ready for a game eventually, right? Thundering Herd coming up here in the next couple of weeks, getting ready for a game. Navy, first game out, taking on the midshipmen. Navy's a good team. Year in and year out, they're a challenge. And unless you play them on a yearly basis, they're going to be a challenge for you, right? Kind of an unorthodox style of football or an old-school style of football. And as the head coach of the Thundering Herd, first year head coach of the Thundering Herd, first time head coach, first year Thundering Herd, playing Navy, is that a blessing or is that a curse? I think it's a blessing. I mean, I, I'm I'm beyond humbled to be in this position. Uh, we got a tall task ahead of us. I think Navy is a phenomenal team. Um, you look at the history of Navy. Um, they're 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 a good football team. Um, I told the guys today, it, it, it's not going to be an easy task. And I think because it's Navy and because of what happened with them last year, people just kind of check it off. Not not me. Wrong head coach. Wrong program. Um, these guys are good. These guys are good. They're physical. Um, they have a system that works for them. They understand it. The players understand it. Um, you watch them on film. It doesn't matter what the score is. They play with an intensity and focus, fire, passion. Defensively, they play hard. Um, so preparing our guys for that. Um, do I think we'll be ready? I think we're working toward that. Um, but everybody in the organization, everybody in this community has got to fully understand it takes everybody being on board. Um, you know, it takes everybody being on board in order for us to achieve the things we want to achieve. And in that first game is, is, is to play very good against Navy. Uh, we got to minimize mistakes. I think that showed up a little bit today with, with the officials and, you know, a few extra flags. When Coach Huff calls a flag on the defense in practice, it's you're an offensive coach. Well, today I didn't call any flags and there was a few flags on the defense. When Coach Huff calls a flag on the offense in practice, you're trying to make up for the defense where you just, you know, called them a bad play. So I think, again, anytime we can get our guys in these game-like situations and force them to react and not kind of anticipate, I think we can really find out who can do what. That's a scrimmage report for you right there. Coach Huff not calling anything, letting the officials make all the calls. And that's a good way to get these guys into the system, do the right thing. Now, with a new system, does Navy – offer a challenge in preparation. And what I mean by new system, how you go about doing your daily work, how you go about your schedule, how about your cadence, how you go about handling your business on a weekly basis. Do this on Monday. Do this on Tuesday. Wake up. Have, have special K cereal on Monday. Have some honey bunches of oats on Tuesday. Get a, get a routine. Get a schedule. Throw that. Just throw that out because – Navy offers a challenge in preparation, right, with a unique style of play, right? Well, not so fast, according to Coach Huff. No, I, I think, you know, the, the, the process is the process. You know, I think you got to trust it. Um, obviously, there will be things we tweak, you know, um, you know, moving closer to Navy. But we wouldn't start any opponent 
you know, probably for about a week and a half before the game because, again, you know, these kids, you don't want to start too early because it'll become a little monotonous. Um, so I don't think it changed it. I think it just has a little bit more attention to detail when you do flip the switch because of what they do, how effective they've been doing it, and then overall just the, the nature of the first game, if that makes sense. So trust the process. Hashtag trust the process. A couple of things uh, to wrap up with Coach Huff. Uh, one name that is coming up time and time again with him is true freshman Caleb Coombs. Here's uh, his thoughts on Caleb. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, one of the things with him is when he knows what to do, he, he's really good. When he doesn't know what to do, we're not, he's not good. <laughs> so as a coach, you get excited because, again, the more he can learn in this short window of time between now and September, the, September the 4th, the more he's going to be able to help us. Um, but you also get concerned because if he only knows a handful of things, well, we can't say, hey, put Coombs in to run this play. Um, but what it does is it shows that even the younger guys in the room with, with a kind of older guy heavy room, you know, you got Talik, you got Corey, you got um, EJ, you got Shadid, you got guys who have played the receiver position older. But when you get a younger guy in there who's also showing flashes, it shows you that hopefully down the road as the season goes on, you'll be able to use his ability to help supplement with those other spots. And finally, the thing that you're all wanting to know the most about, how's the quarterback coming? How's Grant Wells coming along, right? How's he working out with the wide receivers? Is it going to be fast pace? Is he going to be throwing the ball down the field? Are they going to be chucking it? Is it going to be video game-like? What's that going to be like? Well, you got to get everybody on the same page first on that timing before you can start going all crazy. But Coach Huff, he talked about that progression. So far, so good. Yeah, I think it's gotten better. I, I would say the first couple of weeks, they were all kind of breathing heavy. Um, so it's hard to kind of, you know, have good time and rhythm and technique when you're breathing heavy. Um, I think we're closer to in shape now. We're not there yet because you can kind of see it back in the scrimmage. Things get a little sloppy. Um, but I think over time we'll be there. And what it allows you to do is it allows you to play with a lot more confidence. It allows you to play with a lot more rhythm. You know, I think any athlete will tell you rhythm is a big piece of whatever you're trying to do. Um, and the faster we can play, the better rhythm we can generate. And usually what happens is the more people start to execute when you're in a rhythm. You know, when you have kind of laws of up and down, you're slow, you're fast, you know, you kind of promote inconsistency. But when you got a rhythm, it's kind of like, you know, it keeps the ball rolling. You know, it's like pitching. You know, you start rolling, throwing fastballs, you can get more near the strike zone. You know, but if you're trying to mix up seven different pitches, it makes it a little tough. It's Coach Huff talking about that timing between the wide receivers and the quarterback. That's going to be key. You're going to be chucking that ball down the field, right? You're going to be going deep, trying to open things up. One more week to go, then we get into game week. How about that? We are closer than you think. And just to illustrate a point, we're here today at the Union Pub and Grill. That means football season is almost back. If you can't get to the game, of course, you can watch the game here at the Union Pub and Grill. And while you're here at the Union Pub and Grill, don't forget, um, there's one thing above all that the Union Pub and Grill is known for, and that is the Southern Bell. You don't know what a Southern Bell is? You don't know what a Southern Bell is. What? You don't know that it's a secret formula with Canadian Club Small Batch Classic 12-year-old whiskey, Peachtree Schnapps, Energy. I'm not going to give it all to you. you got to come and get it. 
it's only here at the Union Pub and Grill. It almost gave the entire secret recipe. I had to stop myself there. I can't give you all of it. I omitted a thing or two. We'll get your text in. We'll get your phone calls in. We'll get your tweets in. And when we continue, big moment Friday night. If you are following me on Twitter, you know what that big moment was. If you're not, you got to stay tuned. We'll have more for you when we continue. We're live at the Union Pub and Grill here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We're coming to you live from the Union Pub and Grill. $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots every single Monday here at the Union Pub and Grill. Welcome back to The Drive. This Monday, August 23rd, glad to be back on the air, glad to be back with you, glad to be back at the Union. It just feels right that we're back here today to kick this off. And, of course, I'm not saying that me being back at the Union is close to what I witnessed on Friday, but it feels that way. And checking the text line, by the way, and if you haven't done that yet, we're opening up the text line for you. We do that at 304-523-2275. And, of course, you can do it the old-fashioned way with the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. Or you can hit us on the text line at 304-523-2275. And uh, here's Jeremy. Love hearing you back on the radio, Paul, and from the union. Need some comments about CM Punk's return before the hour is over. Okay, I can do that. By the way, this is the portion of the program where we talk professional wrestling, not wrestling, wrestling, professional wrestling. And Friday night was AEW, new show on TNT. This is the second the promotion is doing on TNT. It is called Rampage. CM Punk, if you're not familiar, one of the biggest stars in professional wrestling, and it left WWE seven years ago. Hadn't been in a wrestling ring in a long time, right? There's a cult of personality about him. Fans love him. He's a big deal and left. And so there was a rumor that he would be in Chicago. He's a Chicago boy. And AEW, this no longer upstart promotion, it is actually legitimate competition with the WWE, and I love it. I enjoy it much more. I actually have not watched wrestling in a long time. I probably, last time I watched wrestling on a, um, okay, I'll call it wrestling. Last time I watched, uh, probably consistently, maybe CM Punk was there. But big night. It's at the United Center. The crowd was hot. The crowd was huge. They were expecting this because it got leaked that he might be making an appearance, and so he does. He makes an appearance, and he gets to the middle of the ring after a, a long walk. And the United Center is just hot for him. People are losing their mind. I mean, there, there's one guy crying. The camera, I don't know if it was staged. I, I don't think it was staged. But there was one guy crying when CM Punk came out. I mean, I want to elicit that emotional response. You know, maybe some of you are crying right now that I'm back here at the Union. You're, just, you're overjoyed that we're back here at the Union Pub and Grill. We're back on the air. I get that. I want to... I want to be able to get that reaction one day. People are crying because I'm back on the air, that, that I'm here in the building. But people are crying. And, and so he comes out, and he, he starts cutting what is known in the business as cutting a promo. This is where they come out, and they set things down. 
and now you have um, you have works and shoots. You can cut a work. It's like it's setting up the storylines, and then you got shoots where you're speaking from the heart. You're speaking, yeah, you're speaking the truth. And he was shooting. He was seriously shooting. He cut the promo. He was talking to the crowd. He was sitting in the middle of the ring. It was like he was back at home. It was like a fireside chat. And he talked about his departure from when he was coming up in the ring of honor. And he said that, that was the day he left professional wrestling. And he's, he, he's back now. And there's a lot of fresh, new, young talent coming up in AEW. So if you ever had a passion for professional wrestling before, uh, this promotion might rekindle that. And there's a lot of guys he's never worked with. So he's excited about this. This is a big deal coming back. I mean, if you follow any of the Thundering Herd media, there are a few people who also were getting emotional. Tom Bragg, one of my favorite Thundering Herd media members over at Herd 247. I don't know if he was he was still he was still teared up on it. I think he teared up a little. I'm gonna have to confirm that, but I think Tom Bragg over at Herd 247 teared up. Just a little bit. I don't know. You can check his Twitter feed out, but I think there's a lot of excitement here for professional wrestling. And, of course, I'm keeping it to this segment. And, of course, Jeremy wanted me to get my thoughts in on CM Punk's return. I thought that was amazing. I thought on Wednesday night, the main show, Chris Jericho had to come out. He had to wrestle uh, his nemesis in the promotion. And he was under restrictions because that was the that was the work that they were doing. They were working this. And he couldn't come out to his entrance music. So... And one of the most electric renditions of his theme song, the fans sang his theme song. And then he he got beat, which shows what kind of guy he is because you hardly for a long time would see top guys help put the other guys over. And that's what I like about Chris is he was putting guys over. He wasn't going out there and you know trying to cement his legacy. He's cementing his legacy by putting people over and now building a, uh, a, a helping build a strong young roster of talent that will grow. And so I'm excited. you got a nice mix of old guys. I mean, Arn Anderson's kid's going to be wrestling. I, I love that. Uh, I would be, wouldn't be surprised if Ric Flair, he's a free agent, if he showed up. No, nah, I don't know if that's going to happen, but. If he showed up, that would be awesome. And then, of course, you got Dusty Rhodes kids that are, are a big part of this. They're here in this. And Wednesday was fun. The previous week was fun because if you are following this, there's a real-life dentist who is wrestling, and she is the world champion, the women's world heavyweight champion. And she went back to Pittsburgh, and they loved her. She got to throw out the first pitch with the Pirates, and the way the Pirates are playing right now, maybe they should sign her in the offseason. Maybe she can help the pitching. Who knows? But there you have it. That is my – hey, I get to wave at people. They're like people walking in and haven't seen me since, like, the last time I was here doing this show. What was that, March of last year? That was fun. Again, people walking by just waving at me. Uh, we're here at the Union Pub and Grill, by the way. Every Monday, going to be here. It is, of course, the place to be. $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. We've got that coming up for you every Monday here at the Union Pub and Grill. And, of course, if you want to watch Marshall Sports, this is the place to be. Plain and simple. 
this is the place to be. If Marshall's playing, it's going to be on the TVs here, and all your friends are going to be here at the Union Pub and Grill. Hey, the, the proprietor is even here. Herb Stanley is even here. That's amazing. So first show in the books. We are calling it a night here. Music will hit here in a moment, and uh, we will get back to uh, ESPN Radio because, again, uh, for those of you who haven't been following the saga, we, we took uh, an electrical hit, so we're kind of doing limited programming right now on the station. And with that said, uh, hopefully we'll get everything squared away sooner than later, but we are here today. A lot of people put a lot of effort into getting us back here at the Union Pub and Grill as we're getting closer to football season. So I want to thank my producer back in the studio, Gabriel Sellard. For Gabriel, I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930, and, of course, streaming online at WRVC.com. Good night, everyone.